to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 19, 20 and 21 forecast with your hosts. Uh, one of them's me, Gav. The other one is Woz. Hi, Woz. How are you? Good, thanks. Woz is uh, sitting in tonight for a special edition of the podcast. Scott is still exiled in Melbourne. And uh, I think Ben is somewhere in regional Queensland uh, with no signal. Um, one thing we should address straight away, actually, is we were meant to have a show last week, uh, but little old me got myself into a, a spot of bother. That's where I've only had to have my bloody gallbladder removed. So that put, put us out of action. So no podcast last week. Um, I'm sure you all missed us dearly. So we're back now with a vengeance. Um, as I said, this week we are going to preview three game weeks because these festive fixtures, as I said recently on the show, have come thick and fast and we need to get them all out of the way so we can bugger off for Christmas and come back in the new year nice and refreshed. Um, bit of admin at the top as always. Uh, the socials at Bench Boost Boys is us on Twitter. Uh, send us through your mailbag questions. We've got six to deal with tonight. Um, so I guess we should be careful what we wish for, but we are looking forward to getting to those towards the end of the show. Uh, benchboostboys.club is the website. Uh, as ever, if you haven't already, join our Bench Boost Boys mini league on FPL. The code for that is Q8ZM2S. You won't be too surprised to hear that Dave Paxson's Vestal Virgils are still top of the league. However, Neil Thomas's Wrexham have cut the lead to just 25 points. I swear that felt like about 100 points recently. So it's getting tight at the top. Still far, far many more points than uh, you and I was. Um, But you've got to be in it to win it. All right, so this week's show, after the first break, we're going to really quickly run through the crazy game week that was uh, game week 18. Uh, Straight after that, watch list update. As per usual, uh, then we will check out the Game Week 19 fixtures, then separately and very briefly the 2021. We won't get stuck in too much detail because if anything, uh, we found out recently, games are getting postponed uh, pretty often. So things could change in an instant. So we won't waste too much time in those, but we'll just give them a real brief overview. Then we'll talk about our plans for Game Week 19 uh, and then very briefly what we may or may not do for 2021. And we'll finish up with the aforementioned mailbag. So let's get into it. Bench boss boys. Okay, game week 18. I think only around four out of the 10 fixtures ended up happening. Uh, and I don't know anybody who wasn't affected without taking lots of points hits by at least one or two of those things. In the end, for me, I managed to field nine players. Uh, I had no keeper. Um, and Watkins up front didn't play because Villa got postponed as well. So in spite of that, I managed to get myself a nice 61 points, way above the game week average of 39. The uh, main performance for me, uh, but I got an assist and three bonus points for Alexander-Arnold in that two-all draw against Spurs. Uh, Reese James got a clean sheet against Wolves. Cancelo had a monster of a game week with a goal and assist, a clean sheet and three bonus points for 18 points. Uh, Connor Cody, he actually got auto-subbed into my team because I wasn't too keen on having him playing against Chelsea, but turned out it uh, went my way clean sheet and a bonus point for seven um, I did captain Salah he completely blanked so I turned two into four uh, Son got a goal for seven Rafinha got a goal for seven uh, and then Mason Mount got a midfielder's clean sheet bit of a consolation prize for three so that took me to 61 uh, game week rank about 830 thousandths uh, in the bench boost boys league that moves me up to eight uh, and then my overall rank, I've moved up to 183,000, which I'm pretty pleased about. My total overall points currently sit at 1133. So I am pretty damn pleased with how things are going. How do you get on in game week 18, was? 
Yeah, not too bad. Um, not quite as many points as you, but not too far off. Above the average, got 52 all up. Uh, Salah again, unfortunately, sort of blanked. Only got four points from him. He got close, but... Um, did you captain enough. him? I did, yeah. yeah. It seems to make sense, doesn't it, to captain him? Usually does, game. yeah. Yeah. Um, Cancelo was the big the big performer, similar in your team, yep. with 18 points. James did all right, got a clean sheet, I believe. Yep, he did. Yep. Uh, Trent with the seven. Um, Son paid off. I've, I've been holding on to Son for a bit. He seems to uh, starting to come into form under Conte now, so he got a good seven. I only fielded eight players out of the 11 with all the cancellations. Well, 52 points from eight players is pretty, pretty good. pretty good, yeah. I can't complain. Smith Rowe came on again for a late goal. Um, it'd be good, be nice to have the full 90 minutes, bump up those points a little bit, but you know, it's good returns for someone who's quite cheap mm-hmm. and only comes on late in the game and tends to score. I had Saka before, and, and they're both pretty similar mm. in their returns and their price. Saka probably more likely to get the full 90 minutes at the minute, seems that way, yeah. But Smith Rowe's been good, I'm just going to hang on to him for now. Uh, TNE, I bought TNE for the game thinking that it would be a good game for a clean sheet, but I it didn't nearly work did out. that, yeah, because yeah, he's on great form, yeah. So, not a bad game week, all up. Looking here, your game week rank. Uh, about two millionths. Uh, in the Bench Boost Boys League, you've moved up to 16th. Um, your overall rank, 478,000. It's pretty good going. It's not bad, considering I'm seeing a lot more green arrows this year compared to the last mm. two years. About 478,000. That was about where I finished, I think, at the end of last season. Yeah, I think that's like top 10, 20% somewhere in oh, there. Probably high in that. There's about yeah. 8.7 million teams right in so yeah you're, yep. you're well up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got 1089 points. Um, Pretty good going. Can't complain, can't All right. complain. And I, yeah. I didn't mention actually that I had actually brought in Mason Mount for um, for Gallagher. Um, just liked Mount's fixture better, but as we well know, Chelsea completely blanked against, uh, against Wolves. Um, so that didn't quite pay off a bit like your transfer, but mm. such is life and such is FPL. All right, well, that's game week 18, which already feels like it was a million years ago. So we'll take a real brief break uh, and then we'll come back and just have a little look at our watch lists. Bench boss boys. Okay, watch list update. Um, now, I spoke to you before we came on air and you are like Ben in that your watch list, and this was me last season as well, lives in your head. So I know you're going to kind of just run off some, some players that you're generally looking at. Mm. Um, I don't mind starting. So uh, players I've added this week, Saar, the goalkeeper for Wolves. Um, Martinelli, which I, I feel like everybody has added Martinelli to their to their watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Madison Alesta, who is in top, top form. Yep. Um, removed Mason Mount and Dennis because they're both in my team now. And I removed Jimenez from Wolves just because he's, he's fallen out of form for whatever reason. Uh, the remaining players still on the watch list, Saka of Arsenal, Bowen, Rudiger, Mane, Jota, uh, McGinn. I've still got Vardy on there. Uh, Reguilon and even Ronaldo is hovering there. He's a, an expensive player, so I don't know if and when he would ever come back into my team, but mm. never say never. Uh, I just said it twice. Uh, who, who are you looking at at the moment? Yeah, much what you've just listed off there. Um, most recently, in the next couple game weeks, probably Martinelli, just because of his Form, Arsenal's form and their fixtures looking pretty good. Apart from they got City in 21, but other than that, outside of either side of that fixture, they're looking really good. Um, 
Yeah, Sarah as well. I need to, Foster's obviously out. He was my backup keeper. I've got De Gea as my main keeper at the minute, but I need another backup. So I'll probably bring in Sarah because he's fairly cheap and his form's been really good. And, you know, with how the system of the points, you know, it doesn't really matter too much if there's not clean sheets. If they're getting good save points, then they can get quite good hauls. Um, One other player that you didn't mention that I'm kind of looking at, it's a little bit out there, but I feel that under Eddie Howe and with the transfer window coming up, um, Newcastle could find some form and if they're going to start scoring goals which he already has done I think Callum Wilson yep. for an alternative uh, striker uh, for me is, is who I've got on my watch list I've got Armstrong who's on my bench and he's out he's unknown return date and so yeah for a replacement I'm probably looking in the next couple game weeks when I can afford it um, yeah bring in Callum Wilson potentially awesome alright and therein lies our watch list update. So we will take another quick break and then we'll come back to uh, give a good rundown of the Game Week 19 fixtures. Bench boss boys. Okay, the Game Week 19 fixtures, also known as the Boxing Day games. Um, it kicks off with Liverpool at home to Leeds. Poor old Leeds. They, uh, they certainly didn't need this game. Uh, after the run they've been having mm. uh, in fact uh, if you hang around till later in the show when we get to the mailbag there's a rather uh, damning question about this game so, but I'll save that uh, some facts you need to be aware of uh, Robertson is suspended until the 2nd of Jan um, Van Dyke is down as illness 25% chance of playing that seems to be the FPL code word this season illness 25% chance of playing for has COVID mm. uh, or even if he hasn't I know that you know everyone in the UK has got to isolate for 10 days so that is quite likely Van Dyke with COVID I would imagine um, obvious uh, elephant in the room here is the armband on Salah and as much as we could have he, he genuinely has been a bit of a set and forget this this uh, season so far but it's Liverpool at home to Leeds who are really suffering and most people have got Salah I just can't imagine not going with Salah unless you're feeling bold in your mini leagues perhaps mm. was yeah I mean it's for me I've had Salah as captain pretty much all all season like most people and that's paid off yeah he's one of those set and forgets um, but I'm looking at my team I mean I have someone in our one of our mini leagues our friend Sean he captained Cancelo last game week and bloody hell that just was yeah it made sense because his form has been amazing. Turned 18 points into like 36 or something. 40. I think it was in the 40s or 38 something. It was ridiculous. Okay, it's a lot of points anyway. So yeah, clean sheet, bonus points, 90 minutes, a goal and an assist. It doesn't get much better than that. There's no other mm. FBL player that could get that type of haul really. So is it? Yeah, it's always a bit of a gamble sticking the armband on a defender. I've never been brave enough to do it. I've, <laughs> I've done it with Trent a couple of times and I think it's paid off about 50% of the time. Yeah, it's a gamble, but there's certain fixtures like last week it, it was a, a fixture and they're at home to Leicester. Leicester mm. have been quite inconsistent. They've been leaking a bit of goals. They've not been great defensively. He could potentially be a good captain pick you know well there's one alternative but yeah Salah Salah against Leeds is a good one or you know what you could do like obviously we just saw in a game week that just went where Salah was the only it seemed like the only Liverpool player who didn't really get involved or actually Mm. it was Bernardo wasn't it but it has happened to Salah in the past yeah so you could even you know I know some people have got Jota as well so you could even go Salah captain 
uh, Joe on the vice mm. in case oh that could be risky in a, in a position where games are getting postponed so probably mm. probably don't put your vice in caps on the same team ignore that bit alright well, I think my vice for this game week is looking like Watkins and I know it's against Chelsea but they've their form's not been great Watkins has been form's been really good and it's at home at Villa so I think yeah that's not device. a bad shout for an alternative mm. um, still feels bold but yeah. again like I know often I, I look at those sorts of decisions and think oh it's madness but people trying to gain some ground in minutes oh there's a differential yeah yeah, yeah. yeah alright well next game is Wolves against Watford um, as far as injuries go Huang is down as a muscle injury, 25% chance of playing. He's my third, uh, he's my cheapy striker. Uh, as we all know, Foster, groin injury, not back till mid-Jan. Um, Dennis, Dennis is a big pick for a lot of people. Mm. I deliberately brought him in the other week, knowing that I would probably just ride that until AFCON. Mm. Uh, and then depending on what else is going on, he might just stick on the bench for two, three weeks, or uh, I could chuck him out and then get him back in again well this is it if you if you only play I usually play two forwards so mm. having a, someone on the bench if they're cheap and they're not taking up much funds is yeah, yeah that's often a thing that it's I'll weird do. isn't it because last season you wouldn't have probably talked like that there were mm. so many prolific yeah. forwards yeah. but this year it's not really been the season of forwards has it no well, a lot of my money's in the midfield and yeah. in defence because that's where a lot of the points are coming from 100% yeah quite a heavy defence this season yeah um, Wolves wise yeah Huang's been quite refreshing uh, Jimenez has mm. been good but he's got off the boil lately um, we talked obviously on our watch list about Sar as a keeper it's not a bad yep. shout in this game to be honest um, should be a pretty competitive one actually uh, I've liked Watford this season Wolves have been a bit up and down I was keen to bring in Sar, but other than this this game week coming up this fixture they've got two quite tough fixtures after that like Arsenal, Arsenal and yeah. yeah both away as well so but you know with the save points he could end up getting a few um, but then their fixtures after the Man United and Arsenal games, they've got a really clear run. Um, lots of green, grey. That could so be the time to bring him I, in. I think I might yeah, hold off till then. Yeah, yeah, good shout. All right, next game is Burnley at home to Everton. Uh, big news in the press this week is Calvert-Lewin himself coming out to say that he could be ready. Um I think officially he might be down to sort of 50% on yep. well I say officially on the FPL website but he he's talking a big game so Calvert-Lewin we want to keep an eye on because Everton have desperately missed him this season and last season he was an absolute monster and yep. I think people are kind of screaming out for striker options mm. so given that they've then got Newcastle next week as well I'll be keeping my eye on this one. What's he priced at at the minute? Oh God! Now you're asking. Well, you can fill up the silence while I look it up. You've uh, you've done this. To, you've done this to yourself. <laughs> well, he's been that long out of the out of the game, the FPL game for me. Oh, I've, there's no re- yeah, there's no relevance to. I think uh, I had him at the very start of the season. Then yeah. he, he wasn't doing that great. No. He's seven point nine mil. See, that's quite. He's quite an expensive for, for a striker who's potentially not really in form. Well, that's good. That's because he's out of the game. He's pre- he probably started the season at eight mil, and it would have yeah. been based on last season. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know that said we'll see let's we'll see how, see how, let's how see, let's see see, it goes yeah with those ones that come back from from you know quite a long time away yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd give it a couple game weeks at least to, Absolutely. to keep an eye on them definitely yeah. um, not much else to say about that one to be honest uh, then Man City at home to Leicester uh, Vardy down hamstring injury 75% chance of playing um might be interesting to see actually if Vardy doesn't play that game, if Brendan Rodgers would go for Daka and Ianacho up front. Yeah. I'd quite like to see that. Yeah. I know during the midweek in the cup, uh, 
Daka played alongside Vardy and, mm. and had an assist for him. Mm. And, and you know, Daka's a striker with Champions League experience. Yeah. Like, but he's not getting that many opportunities no. at Leicester. And Iheanacho, how great was he at the mm. back end of last season? Yep. So that will be interesting to watch. Yeah. And, and Have they played as a, in, a, in a partnership yet without Vardy when Vardy's been on the Great, sidelines? great question. They may have done, yeah. but um, certainly not interesting regularly. to see if they haven't, yeah. Because, mm. yeah, I'd, I'd rate Daka. He's definitely on my watch. Very good player. Yeah. And Iheanacho. Yeah. Um, Looking for Bernardo to bounce back in this week, as we said earlier, he mm. was like he felt like the only City player who didn't really get in on the FPL points yeah, last one week. Of them, yeah. Um so watching out for that. Have you got any oh, I suppose we've both got Cancello. Yep. Do you have any other City players? You haven't tripled up, have you? No, but see, I was thinking potentially tripling up on Arsenal players this game week because they're against uh, Norwich. Right. Um, and, you know, Norwich this season have been pretty woeful mm. uh, all over the field. Um, so, yeah, I was either going to, if I was going to triple up, it would be either the, the City players or Arsenal players. But I was, because of Martinelli and his form, I was keen to jump on that potentially. Well, well that's a nice segue because the next game is Norwich at home to Arsenal. There you go. Um, injury-wise, it's just Tommy Asu, uh, muscle injury, 75% chance of playing. Yeah. Arsenal, and again, we were talking off-air about this earlier, about how whilst all eyes have been on West Ham and about what a great season they're having, quietly... Arsenal have been creeping up and they're well into those European spots now. Mm. Um, beyond Tottenham, uh, I think they're in fourth at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny because even when they were doing shockingly at the end of last season, I remember saying to Scott actually that on paper that Arsenal team's really good. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like things weren't falling into place. No. For Arteta, and now maybe they are. Yeah. Um, well, they've given him a, a you know a long enough time now. People maybe it's paying know, off. It might be paying off. That's always seems to be the way that. Yeah. If there's the inconsistencies there for a, more than a couple of months, mm. then there's questions. But oh, I think Arteta, today, yeah. he's you know he's paid his dues with Pep at City, and yeah, he's. I think he's it's just taking his time, isn't he? I think it so. And it looks like it's paying off. So it's, yeah. a, it's a nice news story for someone who backs a manager for a while. Yeah. And, you know, Arsenal have had it pretty bad since Wenger left, haven't they, with well, the whole... Yeah, it wasn't great even, even towards the yeah, end of the exactly, Wenger Yeah, exactly, since really, the end it? of his reign. So it's it's good to see that a, a top, you know, club uh, starting to perform again. And, and it's those clean sheets and those consistent performances starting to get it together aren't they and then some of the football they're playing has been beautiful too with Saka and Smith Rowe oh, and even Odegaard so since he's come back yeah, again like yeah. he's doing really good there's some in, great young players there Odegaard was one of the kings of the game week last week yeah. and obviously Martinelli is a name that's on everyone's yeah. lips um, for obvious reasons yeah. um, I hadn't really followed him that closely mm. he's a you know Brazilian player uh, and maybe like, I know his last three weeks he's mm. just done fantastic yeah. uh, obviously not really FPL news unfortunately it hasn't been for about two seasons now but Aubameyang kind of frozen out now yeah um, I all wonder a, all a bit of drama there it looks like they'll be looking to get rid of him yeah. uh, and maybe in the transfer window either in January or at the end of the season they'll be looking to get another striker Yeah. with that said yeah. again in the cup uh, Eddie Nketiah got a yep. hat trick wow um, and I just wonder maybe if he might start getting a few more chances up front. Yeah, because at the minute, well, it's just basically him and Lacazette. Lacazette, apart from, yeah. And Lacazette He's seems to okay. be finding him from form again because he dropped off. But yeah, 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 maybe that might be a good little partnership going forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next one is West Ham at home to Southampton. Um, Antonio Illness, 75% chance of playing. Um, 
I'm hearing that that could be. There are rumours coming out of the West Ham camp. They've got a bunch of players who've got COVID and Antonio's apparently, I guess I should use the word allegedly, uh, got the COVID. Mm. Um, I was, even though he's not in great form, given the fixtures this week, I was going to look at maybe getting rid of Watkins and bringing Antonio. And obviously I'm definitely not doing that now. But yeah. we'll talk a bit later about what our plans will be for game week 19. But Antonio, unlikely to be involved this week. Uh, Creswell still out with his back injury, uh, down to 75% chance playing otherwise no fresh fpl uh injury news um armstrong still out for southampton yeah and, yep. he, and he'd been having quite a good season hadn't he? he had i mean he was getting a lot of chances but he wasn't really putting them away and then he did start to put them away um and he was a good asset to I tell you, one to look at especially while he's out mm. and ben has mentioned him a couple of times on the podcast is that brogia guy oh yep yeah. He's, uh, I saw that goal he scored the other week. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like just crazy angle. So he is another kind of cheap striker. Like he could be genuinely a good alternative to the likes of Huang. Mm. Like if you didn't want to be on the Huang bandwagon, I know he's about out injured at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye on him. Um, otherwise, the other one I'm really enjoying at the moment from West Ham is uh, Bowen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Liverpool have been after him. Um, I, I can't imagine he'll leave during this transfer window but uh, for this game week Bowen could be a good shout against Southampton um, and Southampton are still without uh, Livermento I believe that's unfortunate for them because he's also having a great season I had him yeah I had him for a while and he was he was was one of the top scorers of the season and he was yeah. a fullback but um, yeah that, they're, they're going to struggle with that yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, okay then the next game is Aston Villa at home to Chelsea now as you've mentioned Chelsea have been well uh, even when they're winning they're shipping goals even when yeah. they beat Leeds three weeks ago they yeah. won 3-2 it was a real back and forth yeah. not quite sure what's happening especially considering that they've got amazing defensive assets yeah. um, only new FPL injury or, or existing FPL injury to concern ourselves about is Lekaku uh, illness 70% 75% chance of playing. I don't know if that's COVID. Mm. Um, but Lukaku, mm, likely to not play. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm obviously I'm hoping Mason Mount will chime in here. Uh, mm. I don't necessarily. I mean, I've got Reese James. Yeah. So if Reese James can maybe set up three assists for Mason Mount, I'd be a happy chappy. Well, it's, it's, they're those players, aren't they, at Chelsea, where they can they can go for a couple of game weeks with no returns and then they'll and get like loads, three yeah. assists and a couple of goals or something. On the Villa side, I have got Watkins currently um, and I probably will carry him into this game, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like I said before, you know, it's at home at the Villa since Gerrard's come on board. You know, their form's been really oh, good. Oh, they're holding their heads high, aren't they? Yeah, and the, you know, the atmosphere at the stadium. I think, you know, I think there could be a little, could be an upset coming for at least game. some goals and yeah, if anyone's going to get yeah. him it's going to be Watkins other ones I'm still kind of keep my eye on uh, Villa John McGinn has been yep. doing pretty well since Gerard turned up I yep. liked him in spells I had him in the team last season a bit yeah. um, and, and he sort of went a bit quiet again but he, John McGinn's been doing pretty well and so. Cash as well yeah Cash and yeah. Target Yeah, great they're doing fantastic Yeah. Um, so yeah that could be actually a really interesting game that yeah. in fact that's probably the uh, the sleeper game of the week Yeah. Um, in the words of uh in the words of Scott, though, our yawn game of the week is probably the next one. Brighton, Hove Albion at home to Brentford. Mm, um, I don't I don't envision many goals being scored. No, not really. Like, Malpay's okay at times. Uh, Brentford have been good at the back. Mm. Uh, sorry, 
I mean, they've been okay at the back at times, but I meant Brighton have been particularly good at the back. Um, Brentford have really struggled, even though um, Scott's best friend, Ivan Tony, looks amazing Mm. anytime you watch him play. It's not always really turning into Mm. goals, even even the same with Mbuemo. So they both they both struggle to score goals. They really do. Yeah, they really do. So I think that might well be the yawn game of the week, to be honest. And then the last game of game week 19 is Newcastle United at home to Man United. Mm. So you're talking two teams and new managers here. Um, Manquilo, who's been quite a popular FPL pick for Newcastle, illness 75% chance playing, so it could be COVID. Yeah. Um, I, just, I don't know if you're familiar, but I had to explain it to Scott. Like when I talk about injuries and suspensions, I'm usually going by ownership of more than 5%. Right. And some of these always make me, always surprise me. And this is one, Pogba. Pogba's been out for ages mm. with a thigh injury now, and he's still got an unknown return date. Mm-hmm. And it's still about six odd percent of managers that have still got him. That's a lot of money to be just sitting there, isn't it? It must be. You know, when you get towards Christmas, you get a big drop off of people who just stop right. checking their teams. Yep. It must, yep. Be, it must be a bunch of those guys. They're like those Facebook profiles of people who have passed away. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a dramatic way of looking at it. But yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah. Tip a, just, tip, tip a 40 to the curve for the Pogba owners. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because nah, no one's going to no, leave that money. No, 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 no. It makes no sense to be... No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. That's a nice note to end Game Week 19 fixtures on. We'll take another quick break and then we'll look at Game Week 20 very bloody briefly and then we might even roll straight into 21 because um, everything is changing so quickly. So I don't want to dwell too much. What we will do, I think, is we'll run through the fixtures quickly just to kind of focus on players that might make a dip, might make a difference in those games. So certain players, whether they're, you know, very popular picks, bit template, or if they're differentials that we might think if the game's happen and the players are fit, might make a difference. Mm. Uh, and this goes back to something that, uh, you know, Scott and I have tried to work on a lot over the last couple of seasons, which is trying to look ahead more than one game week mm. and trying to see how you can make a move towards a particular player. Mm. Like for yeah. instance, let's say DCL comes back from injury this week, well then maybe by game week 21, if you just watch him score goals in back-to-back game weeks, you might want to get him in in game week 21. Mm. So then in your mind, you might think, well, I know he costs 7.9 yeah. million. By the time I get him in, it'll probably be eight. Mm. Um, how am I going to do that? Especially if I've around. got a lot of money left in my midfield. If mm. you don't do this planning, then often that's when you end up with like minus fours and minus eights mm. that you can avoid. So yeah. planning's the key. So that's the angle we'll take on that. So we'll be back to talk about game week 20 fixtures. Bench boss boys. Okay, so game week 20 kicks off with Arsenal versus Wolves. Um, you take Arsenal as the favourites for this one. Uh, and this is a kind of game. I mean, Wolves, Wolves are decent defensively, so it's not like I'm looking for a captain pick in this game. Mm. Um, this, but it would still be a pretty good game for you know the likes of yeah, well, potentially Martinelli, mm, um, Smith Rowe, maybe Saka, people yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, on a Wolves level, because they are doing well defensively. Like I often have Connor Cody in my team, mm. so he he may well feature in this game for me. Uh, I mean. This is likely for you, I'm imagining, not the week that you would bring in Sar as a keeper, but, you know, it's it's an option because as yeah. you say, it might even at least get the save points. I mean, mm. for instance, I, I have Sanchez from Brighton in goal and I don't really care who they're playing. Yeah, like, um, I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm either going to get two points or I'm going to get six points and that's fine for a cheap keeper. For yeah, me. that's it. Yeah. Um, anything to add from your side on Arsenal Wolves? Um, yeah, so it's Arsenal at home. They're mm. 
form is really good and at home. Yeah. Um, those players, those creative players, like the Saka and the Smith Rowe Martinelli, you know, they're playing with such form that they could be playing against anyone and, you know, create a lot of chances. Yeah. So against Wolves, yeah. Even though, yeah, Wolves have been really tight defensively. Connor Cody, it's a player I haven't got yet, but someone who definitely have been looking to get. Um, he's awesome. Um, He's yeah. going to actually, as a little aside, I saw a really interesting article on The Athletic this week that talked about Connor Cody and how he is a sort of player. It was mentioned in the Moneyball book. The guy who wrote Moneyball, his name I forget, talked about players who slip between the cracks because they don't fit in line with the stats, which is obviously what FPL uses, you know, mm. people that actually assist. Yeah. Uh, you know, goals. Cody doesn't really get in it. And then when they broke down the stats, Cody's ranking in the percentiles for centre-backs or defenders in the Premier League based on literally how much he touches the football mm. are super bad, mm. but it's other work he does in the game, which yeah. is super valuable. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's why most... It's like those players that get the assist of the assist. Yeah. You know, create so much and they... I honestly they feel like those players in FPL should get like one point Yeah, from absolutely. Yeah, maybe they should Yeah, which is why, we you know, we don't usually pick players like, you know, defensive yeah. midfielders. Like you wouldn't pick Calvin Phillips in FPL. Mm. So he has no value in FPL. There's a whole bunch of players yeah. who just don't get picked. But he contributes so much to yeah, the team. Yeah, and I think they yeah. should find a way. And yeah. I think they try to do it in the past with the bonus points. Yep. Um, but the problem with the bonus points is the weighting on them, because they use the Opta points, but the weighting on them is for things like goals right, and assists, yeah, yeah. which is mad because they're already getting points yeah, for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, maybe the bonus points should be shuffled off over to yeah, like, the other, other the things. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. Con- other contributions. Yeah, I mean, that, you look at things uh, like, you know, XG and all these new stats they use yeah. now. I reckon they should do that. But anyway, we digress massively. <laughs> um, the next game for Game Week 20 is Crystal Palace at home to Norwich. Um, that I've got a note here to say is that might well be the game week to bring Gallagher back in if you yeah. had him out, which I did. I, I had him and then got. I, yeah. I think I ended up getting him for getting Smith Rowe in for him. Yeah, Gallagher has done brilliantly for me, but I took yeah. him out last week just to bring Mount in because I prefer Mount's fixture. Yeah. Um, but at home against Norwich, yeah, you like, can't really deny that fixture. Oh, Gallag- and Gallagher's so good. I mean, yeah. and I know a bunch of people have had Benteke. Yeah. So if he's fit, that's a good shout. Zaha's yeah. actually doing okay at the moment. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Eze. I know he was out for a long time, but wait for him to get back up to form because yeah. Eze last season I thought was fantastic. Of all of them, though, I, I reckon Gallagher. Yeah, would be he's amazing, and, and he's a, fairly cheap still. And as yeah. a as a Leeds fan, I'm so sad we missed out on him. Leeds tried to sign. Oh, really? Him. Yeah. yeah. Start wow. Of season, and yeah. He ended up going on loan. Yeah. He went out on loan to to. Crystal Palace. Yeah, I would expect a, a solid Crystal Palace winner that one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the next game is interesting. Southampton at home to Tottenham. You've got a, a comment here to say maybe, you know, you could captain Son on this one. Mm. Now, this game week has got, I reckon, four potential shouts for captain picks, three of which are obviously not Salah. And this is the first of them. So Son away against Southampton. Um, we've We've seen Kane suddenly get back in the goals. It does feel like Conte is getting up to speed at Spurs. Yeah. Uh, and and I know he's going to be busy in the transfer window if they've got a bit of money to spend. But um, it seems like it might slowly be starting to gel. Uh, mm. I was, as soon as Conte arrived, I, I set my plan in place mm. that I had a four-week pathway to get Kane into mm. my team. Mm. But by by game week two, I scrapped mm. yeah, didn't, didn't want him. And even a bunch of people who did get him have now got rid of him again. Well, I think... That goal he scored in the last game week was his first league goal. Insane. For a long time. 
insane. Yeah, it's well considering how many goals he scored last season. It's just one of them, and and I feel like they Kane and Son looked really good last game week because of the tactics that Conte did set them up on the counter. They're, yeah. they're two of the best well, on that's the how they were so that's how they were so prolific yeah look at Kane he was what Drop, golden boot and golden yeah, assist uh, yeah because he was dropping deep dropping and deep there was and- a good interview around that where he said oh I wanted to tr- I want to try and emulate like a LeBron James yeah and I want to see if I can add more than just goal scoring yeah. so that was a conscious decision because yeah. I remember during the season a lot of people were like why does he keep dropping deep to the centre circle yeah. and then putting the ball through to Son yeah but he literally did it to prove he could do it yeah well, and he's, that he wasn't one dimensional he's got those he's got that and he's locker is he can he he can strike the ball well yeah. in terms of scoring, but his passing range is just ridiculous yeah. too. Um, so it makes sense. But I think it's yeah. Although it was looking promising maybe last week um, yeah. in that game, I think there will be a little bit more inconsistency. Like just need it? to see that form. That form. That I I and that, think and with the transfer window when they yeah will you know, start building the team. I again. think next season as well we'll yeah. see yep. Tottenham really really do well potentially. The problem is though, Kane is you know he's not getting any younger and he's injured. When he does get injured, he, he, he can be on the sidelines. So his ankles he's are got a bit some weak. weak ankles now. Yeah. So that's the other thing as each season goes on. I tell you, I tell you, mate, like. Yeah, the, t- the the clock's ticking for him. But even if he's thinking about a move, mm. if he's having, if he finishes the season in this kind of similar form, yeah, I don't know. No one's going to be knocking on the door to pay a hundred million for him. No, absolutely not. Even with his new, you know, assist credentials, yeah, he's got. He needs to show it. So yeah. he needs to kick on. So, uh, but yeah, Son for a cat to pick, not a bad shout because even even though um, and when Nuno was there, even when Kane just wasn't getting involved, Son was still yeah. doing all right. Yeah. Oh no, Son's phenomenal. Um, so he could, yeah. yeah, he could play any team really, can he? Yep. And then it's Watford at home to West Ham. Um, this could well be Dennis's last game because we've got yep. Afcon coming up. Yeah. Um, and and that's trouble for Watford in general because I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, I'm going to go for King," but they are losing a few players. They got that centre back Ekong. He's their captain of Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so I think. It's, they're going to get pretty hard, hit hard. So mm. I don't know how much that's going to weaken their team overall. But mm. um, this, yeah, so this could be the last game week potentially for Dennis against uh, West Ham. Um, should be pretty tight game. Like West Ham aren't quite performing like they were a month ago. Yeah. Um, so this could, could be a pretty even one. And it is at Watford. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm still keeping an eye on the likes of Bowen. They're still keen to keep an eye on Antonio because if mm. he starts getting the goals again... Well, this is it. He doesn't. He doesn't take long to fire up, does he? No, and uh, FPL points-wise, I think he's the second highest point-scoring striker so far this season behind yeah. Vardy. That shows you how you mm. know, even though he's blanked recently, how much he contributed early on oh, in the season. Absolutely, especially because everybody thought because last season it felt like he played every other game. Yeah, so you often get like hamstring injuries and stuff, but mm. he's actually been fit most of the time. Obviously, yeah. at the moment, I know he's got this COVID thing, but you'd hope he'd be back for this game. Um, Leeds against Aston Villa. Now, obviously it pains me to say this, but um, Watkins has got to be a good shout for a goal or two in this game. Oh, yeah. Is that at Leeds or... At it's Villa? at Leeds, but yeah, as Leeds have shown, it doesn't yeah. bloody matter. Yeah, when you're missing half your team. Oh, it's horrible, then, uh, mate. Yeah, horrible. Gonna... Horrible for Leeds. Um, so, you know, it's Aston Villa though, and Aston Villa are decent, but they're not... 
like some of these beastie teams that Leeds have oh, been Leeds recently. Oh, Leeds could definitely score, especially Rafinha's on penalties. That's the one, because Bamford is yeah. still out. Yep. Um, but Rafinha, Rafinha is, uh, he's he's holding that team at the moment. And mm. even though, you know, unfortunately it's not really turning into wins, he's the, the only bit of light at the end of that tunnel at the moment, unfortunately. Oh, what about that young Gelhart? Joe Gelhart's good. He, but yeah, signs. he just needs more experience. Yeah. I think yeah. Joe Gelhart's probably going to be someone who'll be good in next season or yeah. the season after. How is it? He's quite young, isn't he? Yeah, he's still pretty young. Yeah. But um, just a lack of experience at this level. Yeah, for but, sure. But I, I, think, I think he'll get there and he looks really good. Like if you watch him play, yeah. he is kind of Rooney esque. Yeah. He's, he's quick in behind there. Like they got a goal a couple of weeks ago, I think, who mm. assisted it was the um, Roberts. Oh, yeah, Tyler yeah. Roberts. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, so, you know, should be an interesting game, but I, I, and it does pain me to say it being a Leeds fan, but Watkins has got to be a good Other than player. Watkins, I mean, have you got McGinn, did you say? Or are you looking he's, he's on my watch list. Yeah. The problem is my midfield's pretty stacked. Yeah. So it'd be hard for even, like, to the point where even if I could get him in, I be, might, he might not get in the first yeah, team. Yeah, on the bench, yeah. My midfield and my defence are stacked. Mm. It's strikers that I'm uh, welcoming in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that said, though, beginner's top, top player. Yeah. All right. Leicester versus Liverpool. The obvious captain choice there, of course, Salah. Um, my, uh, in, in, in the same vein, Madison. Mm. Madison's doing really well. And last season, I had Harvey Barnes for a long time, but Madison seems to be in good form. Yeah. Just don't know how I'd fit him in at the moment. Mm. And his price over the last couple of seasons has increased, you know, with his... That's true. You know, he is good. Yeah. Um, is that... That's at Leicester, is it, that game? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that, but Liverpool can go anywhere and put on fresh teams. So. Salah just doesn't care either. No. <laughs> right, well, other players, you have to be He's very conscious. He's playing for fun, isn't he? Yeah, well, you have to be very conscious as a captain's pick. You're like, oh, mm. tough team away. Salah doesn't care. No, no. He can, yeah. So that... He, he's probably the obvious captain pick, like he is every week. It seems like yeah. such a boring thing to say, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd expect Liverpool to get the win out of this one. They've been pretty consistent. However, the next game, Chelsea and Brighton. Chelsea's form's been less less uh, impressive lately, but they're still getting wins and Brighton are struggling for goals a bit. So, Yeah, you'd say Chelsea would definitely be, um, and that's at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. maybe Chelsea would be looking for the first clean sheet in a while in this who, one. If you were to captain a Chelsea player right now, who would you put the band on? That's tough because... For me, because they're all they're, 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 it's not just the one you know. Lukaku's been out for a while, but they've all a lot of different players have been chipping in goals. Well, they? Mason Mount's been pretty consistent, but he's still kind of a threat of rotation. Yeah. So you could easily put the armband on him and him not play. Mm, and that's yeah. just too much of a risk. He has forced that? his way in recently, so he has been getting consistent minutes. Mm. Um, if I, you know, if I had to though, mm. maybe that's when I'd roll the dice on a defensive pick and put mm. it on Reese James. Yeah, that, it, I think I would be the same. He is the only Chelsea player I've currently got, but if I had a couple of different Chelsea players, yeah. I probably still would pick if I was gonna, if I was forced to. Do you know when, Well, do you know when people are going to start to get a bit testy on captain's picks? Is mm. Well, Salah will be going to AFCON. Yeah. So, so that will be a bit of a dilemma. That's going to be I don't know how to feel about that because I've just, it's been a set and forget. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. It's if Salah's injured, but he'll be going to AFCON. Yeah. Then we'll have to start getting creative. And so mm. in a minute, when we talk about game week 21, we'll yeah. assume that Salah might not be playing then. Yeah. And we'll have to really consider it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you'd expect Chelsea to beat Brighton. Next one, Brentford home to Man City. Oh God. I mm. mean, 
Brentford seem to be, you know, they're at full strength and a little better organised at the back at the moment than Leeds. So I can't imagine them necessarily shipping six or seven. But, but, but then again, City, they are they're just on so dominant, level, aren't, aren't they? they? Oh, they're looking serious. So here's the second, or sorry, maybe, no, the third potential captain pick. If you're looking for a, a solid differential, armband on Bernardo? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was only a couple game weeks ago when he scored... Oh, it was ridiculous. And an assist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and a clean sheet. You know, that's as as much of a bonus. It's like when Cancelo yeah. got all his, you know. Like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, form-wise, suddenly he was the only one who was a threat to Salah yeah. as far as midfield points went. Absolutely. And then outside of Fantasy Premier League, people were saying outside of Salah, he's the best midfielder, he's the best player in the Premier League. And, yeah. And he's so consistent. Day, on and his day, 100%. And he's so talented. On that, his day, yeah. That said, though, um, and I know people were very quick to start praising him, but that Leeds game probably wasn't a good way to measure it. But mm. KDB suddenly has come back. And, yes. I, you know, I did feel a bit for him as well because I've been one of those people that's been very critical of him. And then I saw an interview where he said, well, there's I've not there's not been much I could do about it. Mm. I've had injuries and then I had COVID and then I've been trying to get back to full fitness. Yeah. It's like there's literally nothing I could do about well, it. Well, if you think of how hard it was for like the likes of Foden and Sterling to break into that team, mm. all it even for someone like KDB, like this is this is shows you how hardcore it is at City. You know, even someone like KDB gets injured, gets illness, and it takes him that long to find to get yeah. that form to be able to perform in that team and squad. Well, here's a and good... then he, it's just proven how amazing he is as a player oh, that I mean, he that... has come back and he just absolutely dominates. That game against Leeds was ridiculous, but that, to be honest, that might be a good shout. Like if you were thinking, because KDB's not cheap, mm. but with Salah going to Afcom, could be a good little if, swap. Yeah, let's say KDB does decent this weekend. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, maybe I can just dump Salah for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Bring KDB in and then switch him back out again. Well, especially Salah's if back. he's playing like Brentford. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Form fixtures there. So there's another one to look at. Now, Everton versus Newcastle. I've put in in the comments here, DCL captain. The only reason I've put that is, and it's a bit of an outsider, is that's on the assumption that he does play in game week 19 this week mm. and he does score some goals and does really well. And you might go, oh shit, here we go. They're playing Newcastle. who are a little bit fragile. I know they're in, you know, better spirits now Eddie Howe's there. Mm. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put the armband on DCL. But not not this week. But mm. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of me focusing on the fact that you know, he, if he's back and he's fit, because, you know, in fairness, when he's been fit, Richarlison's been doing all right lately. Mm, mm. Like, not to the point where he's got he's a must-have in your FPL team. Mm. But, yeah, Everton have been, you know, pretty unfortunate with some of the missing players they've had well, at different times. outside of DTL's performance with Everton this season, when he's been playing in for England in the internationals, he's been performing really well. He's been chipping in a, Great quite player. a lot of goals. So, yeah... There's no reason why if he, once he gets back to match mm. fitness, he will start, you know, performing again. And With regards to Newcastle though, like you mentioned earlier, Callum Wilson's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, he'd been out injured for a bit earlier in the season and it really had all been about Alan St. Maximan, like carrying in, carrying the team a bit. Um, but if they're at full strength, then Callum Wilson is certainly one to get in with the goals. Yeah. And in the final game of game week 20, Manchester United at home to Burnley. 
As per usual, I don't really have a great deal to talk about with regards to Burnley. Might mention Chris Wood every now and again when he scores a couple of goals. It's not um, looking good for them this season. Uh, it's is not it? great. They've had a good run. How many seasons have they been in the. A long now? while. Quite and just a, while. A, just a segue and use yeah. my weird, mad Leeds bias for a sec. Someone made a good point this week when they said, you know, Man City thrash Leeds and everyone's up in arms about it. Like, mm. oh my God, this is crazy. But they forget that pretty much every season, Man City will thrash Burnley at least once, 6 0. Well, and no one bats an eye. And they thrash multiple teams, like 5 yeah. 0. But yeah, season, uh, yeah. So, you know, Burnley and Dyche seem to get away with that a bit. Yeah. Um, man, with regards to Man United, um, well, it depends really who can kind of force their way into the team. Because. Mm. They're, they're one of those unfortunate teams where they've got guys that maybe aren't getting enough minutes. A bit like some of the Chelsea players, like the young attacking midfielders, where their price points are very high, yep. but they're not always guaranteed guaranteed to play. Like Jadon Sancho. Yep. If they actually played him week in, week out, yep. he's not cheap, but he's a great player. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you've got Ronaldo's like 12 million. Yeah. I had him earlier in the season and he did okay for a couple of games. But when you start to get to those price points, you need Salah form. Yeah, exactly. You need it's too someone. much money to be not having the returns. Always judge yeah. those luxury players much more harshly, which is why yeah. I've been harsh towards KDB in the past. Because yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can't be spending no. 11 odd million on you yeah, and, you're and you're averaging me like four points a week. Yeah. Can't be doing that. I don't think, even though that's such a good looking fixture against Burnley, I just at this stage, because of the lack of form that United have had this season and I know they've got a new manager it's looking a little bit better but yeah like you said those Who'd players are for? too expensive for the lack of yeah. returns I mean unless um, you want Fernandez wanna, I, well, I was going to say Bruno, bit, Bruno Fernandez but, but even still they're not returned like they're not consistent and he's lost penalties now those go to yeah. Ronaldo yeah um. if I had enough money which I don't. Who could afford <laughs> to have like Salah and Ronaldo and everyone else that you need, like Trent and that? And well, one of the things that's pushed that as well is while we freed up some money from strikers because there's not been great strikers, hmm. all the performers have been coming either from midfield or defence. So yeah. this season, instead of you know going and having say Son, Salah, KDB, blah blah, hmm. we've packed a bit of money into the defence because we're getting so many points. You know, yeah, Trent. Like Reese James, Cancello, Cancello. No. like they're must haves. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it means that we can't. No. We can't be too. Well, it's good because it takes away the pressure for having to try yeah, and get true. in. All right. And that is game week 20. So we'll be back again to really briefly look at game week 21. Bench boss boys. All right, take a deep breath. It's game week 21 and we'll run through them real quick because I have a feeling that by the time game week 21 comes around, um, the first game will have been played on Mars. Um, what else? Like, we'll all be riding electronic kangaroos to school and maybe maybe it's not that far away. That's what they do down under, isn't it? Yeah, apparently that's what I've heard. Um, so yeah, we'll run through them real quick. The first game of the game week uh, is Arsenal versus Man City. That's a tough test for Arsenal. Mm. I would expect City to, I would expect City to score goals against anyone. Yeah. Um, so don't be counting on, uh, on your defenders there. Um, that said, you know, Man City aren't impervious to conceding a goal so you still might get something from one of those attacking talents yeah, we've been talking about his old protege as well so or his very, very true very so true so that can always you know um, there can always be some little, uh, little yeah. tactics going on there yeah it's always, it makes it a little bit more spicy yeah, yeah. Uh, then the next one is Leicester against Norwich or you know we know all about Norwich mm. but Leicester here's one again for you know Madison um, and potentially Dakar 
Maybe. I don't know if Dakar's going to AFCOM. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and Ian Atro might Zianat yeah could be couldn't he um, could be a good time for Vardy then but if he's fit yeah and if it depends though if he's if they're missing well Madison will be there I mean Ian Atro does service him well like when they're playing in that partnership role but this is a, I'd say this is a good one like if you've got if you've got midfielders that are off to AFCON mm. this would be a really good fixture to bring Madison in I reckon oh yeah for sure um, you know, Norwich away, like mm. at Leicester it is. Mm. Um, that could be a real good one for the likes of Madison. Yeah. Um, Watford versus Tottenham. Now, I did mention before that Watford are likely to be quite affected by AFCON. Um, Tottenham, yeah, you know, obviously I've got Son in my team. Yeah. Um, I have thought about bringing Reggion in at some point. Mm. Um, hard at the moment to fit him in. Mm. Just yeah, just too too tight in my defence. Yeah. But he's an option if maybe one of my defenders is, gets an injury or something, or you know disappears for whatever reason, Afcon or otherwise. Yeah, um, should be a pretty close game that one. I would favour Tottenham, and I would you know again this is one to like every bloody week. Keep an eye on Kane. Is he actually going to start scoring more goals now? Mm. Uh, could be this one. Um, I would fancy probably Tottenham just because I, I think that Watford might be a bit depleted. Mm. Um, then it's Crystal Palace versus West Ham. Um, that should be yeah I mean you know, on paper West Ham are a stronger side but it's at I Crystal think that would be quite an even game to be fair yeah I think you could be right there mm. um, could be a few goals in that yeah maybe maybe this is one for Antonio could be and well maybe Gallagher as well yeah true yeah true at Crystal Palace too yeah uh, then it's Brentford versus Aston Villa um and I've got in my notes here that I've got to be expecting some points from Watkins here. I mean, Brentford are no... I thought you were going to say DCL. <laughs> nah, DCL will be playing in the Everton game. Um, this is Crystal. This is Brentford, Aston Villa. Oh, sorry, I thought you were on Everton. Uh, getting ahead of yourself, mate. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so uh, Watkins, I'd expect to get in the goals. Like, Brentford are okay yeah. at the back, but Aston Villa are the better side. Yeah. And yeah, I just, you know, I've got Watkins, so I'd like to see him score some goals. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, not too much to say. I've kind of... Um, for better or worse jumped off the Tony bandwagon a while ago yeah um, think he's great as a player but just for whatever reason Brentford aren't able to turn their uh, sort of attacking moves into goals basically mm, yeah. so it's kind of leaving I that. think they scored they were scoring a lot sort of from set pieces and that and now maybe yeah. teams have kind of worked, out, worked it out a little yeah, bit maybe. yeah maybe uh, then it's Everton against Brighton um, DCL this is potentially the week to bring DCL back in I reckon um, if, you know, at home at Everton. Yeah, yeah, and assuming that maybe he's getting got Take, ninety minutes the week before, yeah. maybe taking some participation in in the week before that game week nineteen. Yeah, uh, and hopefully got some goal involvement. That might be yeah, particularly like Dennis has gone to Afcon. Yeah, maybe that if you can make the money work, maybe DCL comes back in. I know yeah. quite different price points, but look, you can make it work. Especially um, if he has a Lucas aid before he gets on the pitch. Oh. Yeah, or a, a Barocca or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that could be the DCL week. But Brighton, I think they've got the most draws or the... I don't know if they've had the most clean sheets, but they've definitely, I think, got one of the most... They've had the most draws in the yeah, league so maybe. far. Draws are... Draws are... Draws are, draws, draws are a curse, but, Yeah, <laughs> but it means that, you know, they're obviously thwarting teams from scoring too often. It's true. They have been very solid at the back. Yeah. 
Um, I, 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 you know, I've got Sanchez as my keeper and mm. it's generally worked out really well. Yeah. Um, all right, next game, Leeds at home to Burnley. That's got to be a must win for Leeds. Yeah, I'm not a, suggesting... That's a huge game for those two oh, teams at that end of the Like just table. cruising around the relegation yeah, zone. Yeah, that's big. Absolutely. I think Burnley are in the relegation and Leeds, and Leeds are just, just a couple of yeah. places above it. That's a huge game. Yeah. You'd so... hope that Leeds will have a few players that are fit. Oh, look, I hope so. I know yeah. we've got a few long-termers. Well, I... Bamford was only a, a hammy that he pulled to celebrate in his last I know, goal, wasn't it? Well, it, yeah. So he's out with an ankle injury. Then when he came back, which took way too long by his own admission, but it is what it is. Uh, he, yeah, hurt himself celebrating a goal. Yeah. Uh, and now, he's, been, now he's out again. Yeah. Unknown return date. Oh, unknown is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, and Rodrigo's been out as well. I think Rodrigo yeah. might have had COVID. Don't quote me on that. Um, but by that time... Yeah, I know the games are coming pretty fast, but you'd hope some of them will be back. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's probably, again, like if you are sort of clinging on to Rafinha yeah. or you might think that the week to bring him back in. Um, do you, you think you'll stick with him? Because you've well, been I, getting some returns, even though their results yeah. haven't been too good. The, the, what been- it starts to look like, though, is like I know he's got goals because he's taken the penalties and mm. stuff. Once you get to a point where the team is in bad form and their fixtures aren't great, and you see other players in that position mm. who the picture looks a lot better, mm. it becomes tempting. Yeah. And when we get in a minute down to what we're going to do for game week nineteen, you know, I might have given it away slightly there, but I'm I'm contemplating whether or not to get rid of him for a bit. Yeah. So if you are doing that this week, if you're getting, if you're thinking, well, let's just park Rafinha for a little bit until you know Leeds can sort their lives out, then. Um, you know, then you you might look to bring him back in for game week twenty one against Burnley. Mm. Depending on how that works out, it's always it sounds very like you know idyllic to kind of go. I'm going to bring him out for this time, bring this other great player. Yeah, in. And then really when it comes that to that, that stage, I'm like, well, actually, the guy I've got in's doing it's quite doing, well now. Yeah. But no, that's okay. It's okay to change your mind. Um, and then Southampton versus Newcastle. Um, I don't. Mm, that could be the yawn game of the week. Mm. Um, yeah, Callum Wilson though probably you know still building. Yeah, but I think Southampton like Brighton have been pretty good defensively. A lot of they have done better than I thought they would. And, at that, uh, they haven't been end. great scoring though. Like and that, having Armstrong out now is yeah. a big low. Well, you'd hope Livermento would be back by that point, and they yeah. will desperately need him. Yeah. Um, as for as for Newcastle, uh, you know we'll see. But this could this could be uh, I don't know. This could be like a one all. Or something. Yeah, I don't envision a lot of goals being mm. scored in that game. The next game, however, is probably the game of the week. Chelsea at home to Liverpool. Um, I've got in my notes here, and this is, you know, no secret at all, but Salah doesn't really give a shit who he's playing and where he's playing. Mm. A lot of the other players you kind of contemplate, oh, it's away against a tough team, maybe I won't put the armband on him. Salah doesn't give a shit. So And against his old side as well so yeah. there's probably a little bit of extra effort that goes it feels like a long time games. ago yeah but uh yeah where he used to just sit on the bench yeah, <laughs> yeah. with the likes of De Bruyne as well yeah they couldn't get in the team <laughs> what about that yeah. Eh? yeah so Salah is probably still a really good shout for the armbands I don't think we've really talked about other alternatives like you could go for a City player I know they're away to Arsenal but you could try that Son away to Watford perhaps mm. um but otherwise Salah or, or, or you know if you're feeling really bold if you're a Chelsea fan or something you might stick it on a Chelsea player but um, otherwise I think a lot of people probably will keep the armband on Salah. I do you see in a lot of game, goals being scored in that game you know quite possibly I mean Chelsea have been conceding a lot yeah but they're, they're, been they're, scoring they're decent up too. front yeah. like uh, I was watching a game the other week that Zayic was like 
he's really tricky on the ball. Mm. Like, just literally full of tricks mm. and just gives defences nightmares. Mason Mount is just... hes he, Mason Mount seems to have reached that pinnacle of, you know, when a young attacking player is just that fearless mm. and they just don't... They just go for it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of been in that form. Yeah. And um, we'll, surely Van Dyke could be back by then. You'd think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we do need to mention that even though these games are all coming really fast... Mm. People could get COVID, people could get injured in training, injured in games. So all mm. subject to change. So this is yeah. just kind of based on, you know, assuming that players that are available now will still be available then. Yeah. And then the final game of Game Week 21 is Man United at home to Wolves. Um, I'd say, Man, you know, Man United uh, favourites for that game. Still, yeah, like we talked about with Game Week 20, Man United finished the game against Burnley. I mean, they're better than Wolves, like they're better than Burnley, but it's kind of pointing your finger at, well, which of these assets are actually going to get in my FPL team? Mm. We know Ronaldo's really expensive. That said, if Ronaldo starts banging in two goals a game, mm. well, he's forced his way into your team. Mm. That's but, it. You move those players around and get the funds yeah. where you need them to be. But otherwise, I just can't see anyone. I know at the start of the season, uh, Luke Shaw was doing okay. Mm. So a lot of people had him and then he just went off the boil. A bunch of people have had, and you included, and De Gea in their team because when... when um, the games got postponed and people were keeperless. Yeah, it was my only option or one of my only options. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nick, another friend of the show, he yeah. did the same because it was just like, oh, well, here's a guy, is it, you know, you wouldn't ordinarily go for a super expensive keeper, but yeah. he's got great fixtures. I've got the money in the bank. And, you know, to be fair, I've had him for a few game weeks now and now I've been getting some good returns for him. So I'm going to stick with him for now. I would imagine that the where you might not come and stop, but might think differently is if you suddenly need to find another million yeah, from somewhere. Yeah, but I've got, a, I've got a couple extra in the bank still, so I'm doing all right. Well, you're doing the okay bank. then. So for Money now, bags. yeah, I'm going to keep him there and then maybe look at getting Saar to take out Foster and bring in Saar and then Ramsdale as well. Good shout. Those two, to have uh, Saar and Ramsdale, not much money between two of them and both on really good save points yep. in the form of their life, Well, oh, really. if you want save points, mate, you can have a look at Melly, eh? But you always <laughs> have to deal with that. He's conceding no a lot. Yeah. But yeah, Ramsdale's been phenomenal. Clean sheet, save points. He's been looking really He good. has come on leaps and bounds in the last two, three years. Yeah. He's been around a while, Yeah, but um, he's really, the really keepers do tend that They tend to... Some of them mature a bit later well, on, don't bloomers they? Bloomers and hang around. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like the goalkeeper is a very different position to yeah. any other position on the pitch. Yeah, and I think experience means a lot yeah, for a goalkeeper. Absolutely, a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's what the likes of Millier, like he's so young, he's going to be the top keeper in the. In yeah, the, I was the I was surprised when Leeds signed him because I'd yeah. heard that he was the he was the the best kind of under twenty one keeper in France. Yeah, I'm like well, France always a great goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a real coup getting him. They must have got him early enough where he was yeah. just that young, just still. before yeah. he was off on too many radars. Yeah. But there Do you we reckon go. they'll hang on to him? Oh, I hope so, mate. I hope so. But <laughs> like not... every other player. Oh, God. All right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about our plans for all three of these game weeks. But, you know, mainly 19. Uh, you know, I barely know what I'm doing tomorrow. Uh, and despite the fact that I preach about planning a lot, don't always follow my own advice. So uh, when we're back, you can uh, judge me harshly on my lack of planning. Bench boss boys. Okay, so for game week 19, I touched on it uh, a minute ago that I might look to dump Rafinha for game week 19 
just, you know, Leeds are having a rough time and I'm just looking at alternatives that are not having a rough time. And for me, I think my potential transfer this week, if I go for it, will be Rafinha out and Jota in. Double up on those attacking uh, Liverpool assets, because I've already got Salah, uh, and and just and roll with that. Um, and I'm looking at playing a 3-5-2 with the armband on. Guess who? Mohamed Salah. Of course. And that's pretty much as simple as I'm going to keep it. If yeah. I if I have second thoughts, it will be because I decide to roll my transfer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on, in a similar boat where I'm undecided whether I've got one free transfer. I might roll it to next game week. But my if I'm going to do it this game week, I'm probably going to triple up on the Arsenal players against okay. Norwich. Okay. And I'll bring in Martinelli just because of his nice. form. And uh, Who are your other Arsenal players? I got Smith Rowe yep. and I've got Tierney. So I bought Tierney okay. last game week. I didn't get that good returns, but he's been real good and Arsenal the, Oh that could yeah. really that could really pay off. Could do, yeah. It's either that, a triple up on uh the Arsenal players or maybe a triple up on City players. So I've yep. got Bernardo and Cancelo at the minute and then I'm not sure who I'd get in. Maybe Foden, but yeah. has he been suspended or something it no. wasn't that and I tell you what keep that because there is a mailbag question that we'll get to in the next section that talks about Foden you're uh, you're right you're mm. on the right it wasn't that he was suspended but Foden didn't play in the last Premier That's League right. game and we'll talk about that later but um, yeah otherwise Foden might be a good option yeah but I quite like the idea of that Arsenal triple up mm. against Norwich yeah yeah I think um, you know any fixture against Norwich at this point mm. is a real opportunity for points and that doubled coupled with the fact that Arsenal have been in such good form recently. Yep. Yeah, I see it being quite a high scoring game. Yeah, that's yep. fair. Um all right, now for game week or oh, who's your armband going on? You already know. <laughs> we don't even need to say it this yeah. week, do we? Mohamed Salah. Of course. Um, now game week twenty, um I, I, my notes just say, look, injuries aside, this is a week where I might roll the transfer. So if I haven't yeah. done it, in fact, that might have been more reason for me to make a transfer this week because I'm thinking that I'll roll next week. Uh, and again, surprise, surprise, I'll put the armband on Salah for game week 20. But this is this is a week where I might roll a transfer. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think that's if I don't do the Martinelli transfer this game week, I'll probably do roll next one. So then by game week 21 I can bring in Saar and then maybe someone else I'll have the two free transfers mm. yeah I might yeah I might do that yeah. yeah and you know what sometimes as well I find like whether I plan specifically or not sometimes by the time you get close to a game week your decisions yeah. are made for you oh absolutely like someone's out yep. injured yep. or a game gets postponed yep. and you have to leap into action yeah um for game week 21 now you know this is a three game weeks away so things could happen but um i've made a cheeky little point here that i you know i did mention this in that section before that uh could be one to stick the armband on watkins and then i've put probably won't though um but yeah i'm not really pushing too much more at that point i mean uh, if if i follow my plan and i haven't had mad injuries or postponements uh, by this point i will have two transfers to play with so again this could be where i maybe bring rafinha back in mm. um or, you know, someone else that might have suddenly hit form or, or you know, could be suddenly looking at the hurricane conundrum again mm. or maybe Madison. So there are too many moving parts to speak specifically. But I, early in the season, I did this a lot as well, where I was just rolling transfers. So I, 
it's a nice feeling actually to go into a game week knowing that you've got two free transfers to use if you need them. It's a good practice to do, but it's 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 harder to put it into into practice. Well, as in I said, theory, it's yeah. Good. Well, as I said before as well, it's like sometimes the decisions are taken out of your hands. Yeah, you know, you could have you could be very happy with your team, and then suddenly you get yellow flags on three of them yeah. and you're like, oh shit, that's changed the entire week. And you can just review your team on the game weeks that come up and if you see that there's just certain fixtures that you've, and certain players mm. that have hit a form, yep. a, a high form recently, you just have to, you can't risk not getting them in. No, and that's why I say as well. And that's why I've done a lot this this season. Well, a lot of people as well get very hit up on this idea that if I transfer a player in, I've got him for the long haul. No, no the short have, terms are you, fine. You yeah. can have a player for one game week. Yeah. I've done sure. that, it's like where you're just like oh. fixtures are they, they go a long way. Yeah, especially because you know people talk about our oh, difference between form and fixture. Mm. But when you have a situation where you've got form and fixture, oh, oh that's where you get the big points. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. if you're you know switch them out for a week, yeah, absolutely. you switch them straight back again if you want. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be forever. All right. Any any anything so more to add what, by game week twenty one? Watkins potential differential captain pick. Oh, Who are yeah. they playing? Well, um, Aston Villa yeah. in game week twenty one are actually playing away to Brentford. Well, yeah, I guess. And who are Liverpool playing in that game week? Liverpool. Yeah. Are playing away to Chelsea, but I'm not mm. sure if Salah will already be back from at, no oh, be at, at AFCON okay, right. because I heard that they were bringing it forward yeah. apparently the rules are that the players need to be available for training something like 10 days before the first game right so put it this way if that's the way this is this falls mm. the Salah isn't there um well then, yeah. Yeah, maybe. well, you need to find someone else. Yeah, and if it's not Watkins, on. then it's going to have to be maybe like a Bernardo, Bernardo City. Yeah. Who are playing away to Arsenal. Um, or, you know, that's where you're going to get people maybe looking at, oh, maybe I'll put it on Son against Watford or Antonio against Crystal Palace. Yeah. So people will have to get creative and it's going to put people or well be, out of their comfort zone not putting the armband on Salah. Yeah, we'll be brave enough to do for what our mate Sean did and put it on Cancelo and... Get, hey. get the uh, the rewards. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Or yeah, exactly. Or even you know, maybe stick it on Jota or something. Um, choices, choices. All right. Well, that is that. So we'll go now for our final break, and we'll come back to deal with six mailbag questions. Ah. Mailbag time. It is indeed mailbag time. Um, regular listener fpl teacher has sent us uh, a couple of questions the first one is how optimistic are you about double game week games not being postponed by covid now obviously to the uninitiated a double game week is where you cram a uh, rearranged fixture into a game week where a team already has a fixture we had a bunch of them last season so i'm sure you're all very familiar um <clears throat> who knows i don't know how you can how you can answer it i would say it all is 50-50. There have been postponements all the time, so... They'll have to start squeezing in them somewhere, won't they? Yeah, but, I, you know, and I know the, the I know the managers in the Premier League had a meeting the other day where they decided that they will carry out all the fixtures over Christmas. Yeah. But as you branch deeper into that, and then when you do get to these double game week game weeks, which will be coming up in the new year, mm. um, yeah, if a team suddenly is wiped out by COVID, they'll mm. have to postpone it again. Mm. And they'll have to find another space for it. And I think what we may end up seeing is a yeah. few triple game weeks. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know about the schedule for other competitions, but they may even have to extend the season a little bit. Well, they've already said um, 
the Premier League teams have asked the rest of the Football League mm. um, for their blessing to not have any FA Cup replays. Right, yeah. To try and keep that down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to get pretty uh, pretty full up. Mm. And, and then, you know, the knock-on effect as well, though, is mm. that at the in the middle of next season is the World Cup. Mm. Mm. So they're not going to want to delay the start of the Premier League next season. No. So it's either going to mean they're going to have a tiny summer break, mm. Northern Hemisphere summer break, mm-hmm. or they're going to have to cram these fixtures in. Yeah. So it's going to get messy. But to answer that question, like, uh, it's really hard to say. I would mm. put it all at 50-50. Like, at the rate we're going, it depends. You know, if this Omicron stuff gets handled a bit more, mm. then, you know, and it settles a little bit, then maybe we'll be fine. I just heard on the news before we came in earlier on, that uh, I think in South Africa, the they, they surge there, there's, there might be signs that it's starting to drop off already. So well, that's good. could be a, a quick burn, could hopefully. Be could be. Well, that's good. Um, the FPL teacher also asks us, have there been any minus fours you've taken that have paid off? If so, what's the method to the madness? So I know that Scott did one last week. Yeah. What I will say is, um, and I feel almost a little bit smug, I haven't taken a single points at this season. And one of the main reasons for that is because last season I took shit loads mm. and I wasn't really aware of it until at the end, very, at the end of the season, once it finished, you, I don't know Tallies if you, you up did you get many? that email from FPL? Yeah. With, yeah. And mine, Tallies you up how many the lost. points yeah. for how many hits I took. So I yeah. took loads of minus fours and minus eights. Yeah. Were double what Scott took and wow. Scott beat me by a couple of points yeah so that's it it's fine margins, me for mate. life fine margins yeah so that, that, what, what about you I'll, um, I'll look so, up what Scott did while, while you were yeah, talking yeah so last season much the same I just took a lot of four point hits just because I didn't start off the season very well so I was forever scrambling didn't use my wild card at the right time this season I've done it once and it really paid off I think if you can do it if you can be wise with it and you know that it's a pretty much guarantee that yeah. so for me it was I think it was getting in Bernardo and it was getting a few other players but I didn't quite have enough fun so I had to do the three transfers I had two free transfers and I had to do the, th- the three transfers to get yeah. I think it was Bernardo or someone who was super informed and the fixture was amazing and it paid off because the two of the three transfers got me heaps of points so yeah. it, it it paid off but now I'm like you I'm very cautious not to yeah. go overboard with it well Scott's last week he got rid of Brownhill and Gallagher and brought in Smith Rowe and Saka and he took a oh, yeah. minus four to do that yeah but what that did for him was he got seven points for Saka yeah. and six points for Smith Rowe yeah so he was totally vindicated in doing that yeah. I've been very cautious about doing it mm. mainly because I'm scarred from last season yeah. but you're right logic can prevail and if you literally again particularly if you're talking about things like four man fixture yeah. if those two things align off. then that's that's yeah it makes sense or you'd be very unlucky for it not to I mean like yeah. so many things it's a, with, everything's a gamble yes but, like so many things yeah. at FPL it is a gamble um but yeah, so Scott did it just last week, FPL teacher. All right, FPL Canada has sent in a couple of questions. So this is going back to a comment you made earlier. He says, will Foden lose game time because he was out clubbing and pissed off Pep? So I, I understand it was Foden and Grealish. Um, I think that's exactly what happened in the last game. Grealish mm. and Foden didn't play. Mm. So I'm thinking and hoping um, that that, that was, was the punishment. punishment. Yeah. And now they'll fold back into the team. Yeah. And it's just a question of, you know, that was to really give him a, you know, he was very angry about it, as you can mm. imagine Pep would be. Mm. So my feeling is the punishment has happened 
and now you'll see them play. Is that the reason why KDB got more of a look in that game then? Quite possibly. Wow, that's interesting because that's just put KDB back on that pedestal of like... Well, KDB, remember as well, the game week before did very well against Leeds. Yeah. Um, So... I mean, and, and pretty much everyone got in on the City goals, didn't they? They did. But yes, my, my understanding is the punishment has happened. The next FBL Canada question has lol written on the end, <laughs> and it's about my my special team Leeds, my little special boys. And he says, can Liverpool score nine versus Leeds? And I noted here, here's my famous quote that I say all the time, as a Leeds fan, TM, that doesn't even bear thinking about, but truthfully... Quite possibly, yes. Well, even when Leeds were at their full strength last season and they were scoring goals and they were you looking still get really spanked, they, by was, like they were still fragile in defence. That yeah. they've never, since they've been in the Premier League, like back in the Premier League, they've looked fragile and vulnerable in defence. So. Well, the problem is last season they brought in brand new centre backs who took very long to settle and had injuries. Mm. This season, the same people have been out injured and we've had, you know, Luke Ayling has been a great servant to the club. He's not a centre-back. In the last few games, he's been playing centre-back. Yeah. And not having Calvin Phillips, he was that holding midfielder, that defensive midfielder. Yes. That just really helped Really them. missed. And for sure, as much as he's good, this guy hasn't played football for four years. So he's filling in. And, you know, you're playing against top, top Premier League sides. So you, you need time. So getting back to the question, how many goals did, Liver- um, did City score recently? Seven, seven. Seven? So is it... A stretch that uh, Liverpool could do an, an extra couple more. Than that. No, unfortunately. Yeah, but I'd like sad to. Say. I'd like to move on quite quickly. <laughs> well, just quickly, I think a couple <laughs> of seasons ago, was it Leicester spanked Southampton nine 0 or something crazy like yes, that? Yes, that's right. I think that's the the highest we've had since then. Yeah, about that. Um, all right, it's please, a please let me move on. <laughs> all right, uh, last two questions. Right, FPL Ulern. He asks, this is a good question, actually. I feel like it's got an obvious answer, to be honest. Is it wise to put Simicass in now that Robbo is out for three games? I say definitely. Mm. Every time Robertson's not been playing and Simicass has, mm. Simicass has done fantastic. Yeah. Um, in fact, to the point where I feel like an idiot for not having had Simicass at the mm. start of the season. Yeah. Um, I know, I missed that train too. Yeah. I mean, I've got Trent, because when Robertson's been playing and you know not getting red cards um he's been doing just as well as Trent to be honest yeah um and they're pretty equally matched as footballers to be honest they are I mean Trent just tends to get more of the ownership doesn't he because I don't know why I mean he probably overall does get this season he has done a bit better I think yeah but last season I think they were neck and neck neck and neck yeah um so my answer to that is absolutely bring Simicass in and the second part of the question is what are you eating for Christmas dinner? And uh, I'll tell you now, I'm eating a selection of meats and many, many potatoes. How about you, Warren? <laughs> yeah, selection of meats from the land and the sea. Yeah. And um, yeah, some nice veggies. potatoes and some veggies and probably lots of chocolate. But well. you know what? I'm not sure if our opinions about uh, Christmas dinner and Simicass are that important. So I actually asked a proper expert and I recorded her answer yesterday. It's my six-year-old daughter, Hannah. And we asked her, um, is it wise to put Simakas in now that Robbo's out for three games and asked what she's having for Christmas dinner? And this is what she had to say. Yes. And I'm eating chicken for dinner. Wise words indeed. And on that note, that's the end of the show. You made it all the way to the end was. How was that for you? 
Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh. It was a pleasure to fill in the uh, big, the mighty big, boots, of big boots of Scott. Scott. Yeah, and the slightly smaller boots of Ben. Um, no, it's been great having you, mate. Uh, thanks you very much. My pleasure. Um, finish off as always with a, a tiny bit of admin like we start the show with at Bench Boost Boys is us on Twitter if you want to send us your mailbag questions or give us shit um, website is benchboostboys.club if you haven't joined our mini league Q8ZM2S um, or just go to the Twitter and it's in our bio there and see if you can knock Dave Paxton's Virgil Vestals off their perch you'll need a fair few points to do it just to give you a heads up but um Feel free to give it a go. The more, the merrier. And we will be back. Well, you know what? Now we've previewed three game weeks. We'll have a little break now. And I think we'll be back 12th of Jan for the next show, where we will uh, preview game week 22. And oh, bloody hell, it'll be Scott and I by that point, I think, if he's back from Melbourne. We'll have to review three game weeks before that. Oh, geez, I'm going to have to do it in double speed. But um, Everybody out there, enjoy your Christmas or your Hanukkah or your Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. If you've got time off work, good for you. Don't get too stressed about FPL and uh, have a great few game weeks. Goodbye. <laughs>